welcome to the First Lutheran Church located at 512 South Kale Avenue in Miles City with pastoral services provided by Pastor Steve Rice. Gospel according to John chapter 6. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so he who eats me will live because of me. This is the bread which came down from heaven, not such as the fathers ate and died. He who eats the bread will live forever. This he said in the synagogue as he taught at Capernaum. Many of his disciples, when they heard it, said, This is hard saying who can listen to it. But Jesus, knowing in himself that his disciples murmured at it and said to them, do you take offense at this? Then what if you were to see the son of man ascending where he was before? It is it is the spirit that gives life, the flesh of no avail. The words that I have spoken, spoken to you are spirit and life. But there are some of you that do not believe. For Jesus knew from the first who those were that did not believe and who it was that would betray him. And he said, this is why I told you that no one can come to me unless it is granted him by the father. After this, many of the disciples drew back and no longer went about with him. Jesus said to the twelve, Do you also wish to go away? Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life, and we have believed and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. Well, this is it. The fifth Sunday that the three-year lectionary has had us in the Gospel of John chapter 6. From the feeding of the 5,000 to the miracle of Jesus walking on the water. From the Jews asking Jesus that what they needed to be doing to receive the works of God And him proclaiming that the work of God is to believe. In the third week, we heard the Jews question Jesus and him proclaimed to them that he is the bread of life that came from heaven. And whoever eats of this bread will live forever. Last week, the Jews questioned Jesus again, saying, how can this man give flesh to eat. This is 
where we heard the great words, truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the son of man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. And the words you just heard, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life, and we have believed and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. There seems to be a theme here. Um, It's difficult to point or it's difficult at this point not to envision the first century readers contemplating the message in chapter 6 and, and, and not thinking ahead to the Lord's Supper where Jesus says, Drink of it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out of many for the forgiveness of sins. The scriptures of John chapter 6 the description of the body and the blood being of the true flesh, the words of eternal life, and the promise of the, promise of the covenant. Once again, I cannot help but think of the Lord's Supper, even though it has not happened yet chronologically. Let me uh, share with you a conversation that took place last Sunday as my family headed home from this church. From the back seat of the vehicle, my son Jackson inquires, Dad, why do we take communion every week if the Lord's Supper only happened once in the Bible? Now, my my, uh, initial thought was that of, uh, you know, I was proud. I'm like, this is kind of cool. Anytime that one of the kids want to engage in theological discussions, that's a good thing. And then I realized I needed to answer his question. I contemplated for a while, knowing that I wasn't going to get away with the, ah, very good question, son. Uh, Let me do a little research and I'll get you back to you on that. If he didn't get an answer from me, he would probably turn to the internet or maybe to some friends and who knows what kind of answers he would have found there. I also contemplated maybe some form of a parable or or perhaps a, 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 an analogy, maybe referring to baseball, his favorite sport, and comparing the repetition of fundamental skills but I decided against that for I did not want to confuse the sacrament itself as a parable because it is not after a few minutes he probably thought I was ignoring the question I replied well my answer would be that we need to receive the body and blood of Christ as often as possible in order to remember the sacrifice Jesus made for us on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins. Since we are all sinners in the past, now, and in the future, we need to partake of the sacrament as often as possible. There was a long, drawn-out pause 
in the vehicle and I'm, I'm not sure what I was waiting for. Maybe a, a, a buzzer, perhaps, a, a, maybe a follow-up question. I was just waiting for his response, much like I had just awaited, he had just awaited mine. And then it came, the dramatic, well thought out with the shrug of the shoulders. Oh, then a shift in conversation to what the plans were for the day and where we were going to have lunch. The day went on. But as that day went by, and, and honestly for the rest of this week, Jackson's question repeatedly came back to me. Although I felt my response to his question was adequate, I determined that I should probably do a little more research. If anything, to affirm my response and make sure I didn't lead him astray. That in itself ended up being, being quite the wormhole. Scriptures, the Book of Concord, the Augsburg Confession, liturgy, several internet articles discussing the topic and history on the frequency of the sacrament and supporting information to why. I eventually found, in the words of the large catechism, that the sacrament should be received frequently, whenever and wherever you will, according to everyone's opportunity and need, being bound to no special place or time. Well, maybe that's not exactly what I had said. Maybe I was just a little bit more wordy, perhaps descriptive. An end of investigation of the frequency of worship maybe would have been more in line with his question. For in my research, I did discover that Martin Luther taught that all worship services where the sacrament was not received, that he felt that those services should be abolished. Now, since the time of the Reformation, the frequency of the sacrament has been all over the board, from daily mass to the annual ritual of the Passover. I remember time not so long ago when in this very congregation, we only partook of the sacrament on every other Sunday. There are several reasons for the variation in frequency from simple logistical standpoints to even an era of time where a great deal of Christians questioned their own worthiness to receive the sacrament. The majority of these variations have all become traditions in liturgy um, and, and, and observed in different ways and frequency. I, for one, have grown to appreciate the practice that we currently adhere to with the sacraments available at all worship services on a weekly basis. Now, Scripture tells us that we need the forgiveness of sins. We cannot do this on our own, as Jesus states repeatedly in the Scriptures. If we look back to John's writing, does, does anyone remember what happened right after the Lord's Supper? This is when the Lord washed the feet of the disciples. Now, I, I find it ironic that Peter had already proclaimed to the Lord 
To whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Then, just a short time later, when Jesus approaches him with a, with a wash basin, he questions Jesus, saying, Lord, you wash my feet? And Jesus replies, What I am doing, you do not understand now. But afterward, you will understand. Peter, I'm not positive why I have always been so attentive to the relationship between Peter and Jesus. Throughout Scripture, Peter seems to constantly vary in his understanding and the teachings of the Lord. From his willingness to leave his profession of a fisherman to follow Jesus and become a fisher of men. To betraying the Lord just before he was crucified. Always a constant battle of faith. Perhaps the most memorable of lessons given to Peter by the Lord is then when he directs him three times. Feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. Peter was in a constant battle, trying to understand, trying to put the pieces together. If he would have only been able to take these words to heart, what I am doing, you do not understand now, but afterward, you will understand. Wow. How simple is that for us, believers and readers of the scriptures, to look at these writings and understand exactly what Jesus was explaining to Peter and the disciples. A demonstration of faith. What scripture reveals here is so important and is an ongoing theme throughout our lesson today and throughout all of scriptures. We cannot provide for ourselves the bread of life. The master of all servants is in charge and has come to provide his flesh and blood for the salvation of his people. That is the truth. Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. There, these are the words of spirit and life and everlasting life. As I look at the readings from today, the, the theme of sacrament was expressed in so many ways. A few words repeated over and over again throughout all of the readings. May I suggest that today you take this bulletin with you and, and, and when you get home, read over the scriptures one more time. Pull out a pen or a pencil and, and circle and count the times you see the words life or a form of the word live, living, the word flesh, and also any form of the word serve, servant, service. We, we find that scripture has a tendency to explain scripture. These words repeated over and over again with the promise from the words of our Lord, I am the bread of life. 
I am. I am. What is he what he is doing we do not understand now. We need the wisdom of learning from others and the faith to believe in promises such as these demonstrated to us in John chapter 6. Sure, we'd all like to know how systematically this puzzle is all put together. But the Lord tells us afterward, after this life here on earth, we will understand. It will be revealed to us in the glory of his kingdom as we live eternally with our Father in heaven. For the time being, our task is to believe. In that belief, we know this, know his words are true. That the sacrament is the flesh and blood of the Lord, in which he gave for the forgiveness of our sins, all of them, for those who believe. How often do we need the sacraments? Well, as often as the Lord will serve them to you and me. Now, for those in the worship service today, we are about to come to the Lord's table and be blessed by his service to us. For those of you listening on the radio and, you know, maybe even that podcast thing I described listening at a later day, I ask, when was the last time you received this gift from your father? There is a place for you at the Lord's table. The Lord has paid for the forgiveness of all your sins, past, present, and future. When he gave his life on this earth, on the cross at Calvary. And you receive that forgiveness the moment you believe in it. Thanks be to God. Amen. We hope you've enjoyed this production of the First Lutheran Church. We welcome you to visit us in person at 512 KL Avenue. You can also find us on Facebook at First Lutheran Church, Miles City, Montana, and email us at flc at midrivers.com.